I mean, it, listen, we talking about practice. I am stressing to you. You take this outfit home and you burn it. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. One on one, I'm undefeated. Never lost. High fly ball in the right field. She is gone. It's over. It's It's over. Way down top. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! I thought it was a strong. Oh, can you believe this? Go, go! USA is the leading miracle. Yeah! All right. We are up. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. <laughs> what was that? Oh, <laughs> uh, because you were just singing the song right before we started oh, okay. recording, so I decided to throw that in there as our uh, background music. Uh, okay. Welcome to the Wide Open Sportscast. I am Rick. Hey, I'm Feds, and welcome once again to the almost world-famous Wide Open Sportscast. How's it going there, Rick? Going pretty good this week. Had a good Halloween, had a good weekend, worked, and... Had some fun. Yeah, man, did we have some fun. You, you had a lot of fun on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, I, it was my uh, my uncle's birthday, and then a bunch of us went out to New Hope, PA, and went bar hopping, so it was good. A lot, a lot of good times. Did you enjoy New Hope on Saturday? Yes, I did. Nice. I had a great time at Duffin from Thrain Through Thing. <laughs> but don't spoil it yet. I've still only watched the first episode. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet either. Uh, it's, it's been a crazy, crazy week, so I haven't been... Watching much of Stranger Things, but hopefully I'll catch up for it on this weekend. Yeah, I need to. I'm probably gonna binge it this weekend because I think I still need to finish a couple more episodes of the of the first season. So so good. Yeah, man. So good. Yeah, but uh, to jump into it, why don't we uh go to the big story of the week? Yeah, let's talk about something else that was just so good. Part of the Yankees success traded over here because of the Sanchez success. Here's a ground ball right side. Could do it. The Houston Astros are world champions for the first time in franchise history. You, Darvish, you let me down. Rick, you were just a tad unlucky. I, I picked the Dodgers in seven, so I was right. It did go to seven, but... Yeah, I will give you that. But it's almost like people are saying it maybe deserved a little bit more of a better like ending because of how good the... Um, ending was like just the series itself oh, the series um this, this is one of the better series i remember in like the past five years definitely 100 percent. so good but a congratulations houston astros for completing yes. the cinderella story houston wins its first ever world series and rick this week you have been chosen as our edition of unlucky <laughs> For those of you who didn't see the Twitter, Rick said that we, uh, Rick said the Dodgers were gonna win in seven. So Rick, you are. I am unlucky, yes, but I'm okay with it. Cause honestly, I didn't necessarily want the Dodgers to win. Uh, I am perfectly okay with the Astros to win, but I just thought the the bullpen was a lot more dominant for the Dodgers. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, in Game Seven, it was besides you, Darvish. If you Darvish wasn't in that game, that it would have been a completely different game. Yeah, so think. you're actually getting into the first question. Um, does this make the you Darvish trade a failure? Uh, no. Um, I don't believe so. I think he's still gonna be a good pitcher there. He just had a rough outing this this World Series. And not only that, did the Dodgers win if it's Kershaw? 
not Darvish. Well, he came in in the fifth and pitched two great innings. Yeah, he did phenomenal. Was it the fifth? I believe it was the fifth. No, yeah. it was the third. He came in in the third. Oh, the third. He oh, came shit. in in the third, yeah. So, I mean, he came in the third. He pitched two great innings and even went up to bat as well. But uh, do I think I, – I think it would have been a lot closer. Uh, I don't know if – I don't think Kershaw would have been able to sit in there that long because considering his – the the rest period between his pitches. Yeah, I, I feel bad for him because he had actually made a statement saying, one day I won't be a failure. I mean, he's a great pitcher. I know he's had some – faults and some bad luck in the playoffs before but like come on man you this definitely isn't on Kershaw I thought he had a great postseason which was good to see yeah it was definitely good to see um and the Lance McCullers uh, Lance McCullers did a good good job I mean Houston's pitching did great through and through they were pretty good definitely 100 percent there i mean the only game that they weren't was like game five when like the score just went back and forth to the 10th inning right and what was it 13 12 or yeah something like that but uh overall uh i definitely the astros through and through definitely played better um i mean the bullpen for the dodgers i thought would be better but i mean like kenley jansen like he he struggled in this series uh kershaw had struggled in the one game uh, and Verlander, I mean, he he had a rough g- game six, but overall, I think he did well as as a pitcher as well. And I'm very very happy to see him get a World Series title. It was a great gesture by the Tigers who I sent out a that, tweet yeah. about him. That was a great gesture. So kudos to you guys. That was a uh, that was really great. Um, my next question here: Did you see the diamond that Carrera gave his now fiance? Yes. Oh, like everyone, it's not like everyone's talking about the actual moment. Everyone's talking about the size of the ring. It was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he has a big paycheck, so he's able to earn that. But, yeah, uh, I, I would definitely say that as well. Uh, safe to say he's got some pretty big rings there. <laughs> yes. Um, Springer, the MVP, definitely deserved. Yes, I, I think he hit, five diff- he hit five home runs off of five different pitchers. Now, here's my other question for you regarding the World Series. Without uh, Yuli, uh, how do you say his last name again? Gariel? Yeah. Do you forgive him, or is he forgiven for his racist comments with his hat tip towards Darvish? Well, you mean like the racist gesture that he yeah. did with his eyes? Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I, I think they handled it fine. Um, it was just, I mean, one, he just got caught on camera. I mean, what, what do you got to do about that? Uh, but two, I don't, I don't think it was, it was meant in play. It wasn't meant as like a hurtful thing. Right. And like the only people that saw it were the Houston Astros, well, initially were the Houston Astros. Do you think it's different if the MLB suspended him for the rest of the World Series and not five games at the start of next season? Uh, and do you agree with the MLB's decision to do that? I agree with it. Um, I don't think for something it. I, w- I want to say it's innocent. It's not innocent, but like as so minuscule as that, I don't think that the person should be taken out of the World Series. Uh, he did have some big at bats in the World at World Series. So would the World Series be different? Yes, I very very much so. The Houston Astros may have lost the series to the Dodgers if he wasn't in because he had some big at bats. Yeah, but uh, do I, do I think? Am I okay with him just getting suspended next season? Yes. 
Yeah, definitely interesting. So, World Series is over. Congrats again to the Astros. We feel bad for our one buddy who's actually going out to L.A. was hoping to see a parade, but will not be. So that is also in the unlucky category for the week. Um, who's your way too early 2018 favorite for the World Series? Uh, 2018, uh, Yankees. Don't do not do that to me. Yankees, dude. Their please, system is sick. Please. please. Uh, did you see the, uh, the way too early opening odds for Vegas? I did not. Okay, so here's Vegas. Uh, Vegas has the Dodgers 5-1, to one, the Indians 6-1, to one, the Astros 6-1, to one, Nationals 7-1, to one, Yankees 8-1, to 10-1 uh, to one, they have the Red Sox and the Cubs, and then 20-1 to one, they have the Mets, Diamondbacks, and the Cardinals. So hmm, intergrassing. Yeah, um, but I, I think the Yankees are going to get to the ship next year. Are they going to win it? I'm not sure, but they're going to uh, get to the ship. Uh, Sorry. It's, uh, honestly, I could kind of see the same thing, too. Because uh, you know that they're going to make some type of free agent moves to make it work. I, even even Not even free agent. I mean, they just have such a good – one of a good farm system, too. Such young players right now. I think – honestly, I think they may be one of the more younger teams of the uh, – that were in the playoffs this year. Right. So, yeah. No, uh, besides, I, yeah. like, the Cubs – Oh, the Cubbies. Um, but, yeah, definitely I thought it was an interesting World Series. Definitely one of the best that we've seen in a while. All right, that wraps up our baseball content. Let's uh, jump into some football there, Feds. All right, so let's get into taking a look at the NFL. When I went back and I actually took a look at my results from the week, I actually came out a pretty decent uh, – what was my record for the week? I think I came out 10-4. and four. I had some good calls when it came to games such as the obviously I called the greatest team in football. Now seven and one, the Philadelphia Eagles called them. Um, I was so wrong about the Ravens and Dolphins. I, I was like the Dolphins are a great fourth quarter team. I think they'll really really take it to them. But man, did I come off there? Uh, do you remember what your good calls of the week were there, Rick? Nope. I didn't look. <laughs> oh, well, let's just say I think you and I were pretty even this week. Because, once again, I think we know what we're talking about here, even yeah, though other people think we might not. Yeah, man. Well, do you want to do uh, this week, or what do you want to do? What do you want to start off with? Um, We'll go back into this week in a little bit, but let's take a look at some of the big stories first. Uh, first off, the big news, especially one of these breaking um, as of this hour, the other one broke this morning, is that Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson seasons are over both quarterbacks are out for the rest of the season i mean the colts are already out of the race anyway yep but here's my first question for you does jacksonville seize the opportunity and win the afc south uh yes uh i think their defense is too good so you're telling me that you actually think that jaguars have a chance of winning at the division they got. They're facing the Texans, who just lost their starting quarterback. The Colts, who are complete ass, and the uh, why can't I think of the last one? The Titans. The Titans have probably a better defense, but I mean, I'm sorry, offense, but defense wins championships. So, Jaguars. Again, I'm backing my philosophy that we live in the upside down world here because we're actually saying the Jaguars might win a division. Yes, sir. And by the way, for those of you listening to the show right now, do not spoil Stranger Things once again, or else I will find you and I will go Demogorgon on you. Um, 
And then also, Rick, you had brought it up last week with Andrew Luck out now for the year. The Colts season well over. Do the Colts move on from Andrew Luck now? I mean, I, I think it's almost time to. Uh, I mean, I, or that or they need to fix something there, like their offensive line, like them and the Giants need to fix their offensive lines. Otherwise, uh, they're going to continually get beaten. And it sucks. Mm-hmm. It really sucks for them. So that's funny because we actually did bring up a poll here. Um, big shout out to Jeff Maglachetti from Giants Insider, big listener of the show, for retweeting out this poll that we got a lot of votes from. And you can tell that Jeff had retweeted it out to a Giants audience. We asked you, the great listeners of the Wide Open Sportscast, to tell us who do you think is in the most trouble at the moment? Is it the Giants, the 49ers, the Browns, or somebody else? None of you said it's anybody else. You all agree that it's the three teams that we've provided. 3% of you said the 49ers. 44 of you, 44% of you said the Browns. And then 53% of you said the New York football Giants are the team that is in the most trouble in the NFL right now. I got a breakdown of this poll on each reason why. Okay. For, for each team. And also, I have a fourth team that's kind of in trouble, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, Go. So the fourth team that's kind of in trouble right now, I believe, would be the Bears. Uh, the only thing that they have going for them is a pretty decent running game. Uh, they Their quarterback that they drafted is not doing that great. Uh, their defense has had some bright spots, but have also let up some bad touchdowns as well. Uh, they're, they're in a bad spot, but they're in the best spot of all these teams. 49ers just got Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, also with the Bears, I don't, I, I can't believe uh, we didn't mention this about uh, Zach Miller's injury. Yeah, that was really. I mean, the fact that he almost apparently lost his leg. I mean, he's fine. It was like when the fine. injury happened, included his like rupturing an artery. Yeah, so he almost lost his leg, which is crazy. But I mean, thank God, like the surgery went well, and he doesn't have to lose a leg. But. That that's also pretty troubling, right there. Yeah, at first I could I couldn't really see what was going on, and then when they came out the analysis, it was like, good lord. Yeah. So there's a lot of bad injuries in sports right now, unfortunately. Yeah. But prayers out to Zach Miller. Oh, I'm glad to hear everything's okay. Uh, hopefully a speedy recovery. Hopefully it's not the end of his career because they're saying it's definitely it's like a Teddy Bridgewater thing. Which, by the way, he is back in practice with the Vikings. Um, they said it could be a career-threatening injury. So prayers out to him but for the three percent of you that mentioned the 49ers were our team that was the most in trouble they got Jimmy Garoppolo they got Jimmy Garoppolo but he's not going to be starting uh they're gonna sit him for a little bit I mean one he just got traded there so and he's been a second stringer he needs some first team reps before he gets out there and I think both John Lynch and Shanahan understand that and once again um, Jeff over at the Giants Insider was talking to me about the trade, and he had mentioned the fact that he's not completely sold on it because everyone wants to go with Jimmy Garoppolo saying, well, he backed up Brady, so he must be good. Uh, yeah, I mean, one learning behind one of the best ever. I mean, that that worked for Aaron Rodgers uh, behind Brett Favre. 100%. So, I mean... The, but like, also look at the Packers team he walked into. Yeah, that too. I mean, and he's look, he's walking into a an old uh, San Francisco 49ers team. They have six linemen. Yes. All of their linemen were injured against the Eagles. That's so crazy. So, with the Patriots clearly investing their future in Brady, banking on the fact that he's going to play till he's at least 53, here's what Bill Belichick had to say on the Garoppolo trade. 
I couldn't ask for him to give us any more than, than he's given us. And uh, the 49ers are getting a good player, and they're getting a good person, and they're getting a great teammate, and they're getting a good quarterback. And Jimmy's getting a good coach. I was muted. His career is moving forward. Um, he's a talented individual and was a great person to coach. I met with him weekly and, again, have a tremendous amount of respect for him. Uh, but as his career moves forward, we have to look to our team both this year and beyond. And we probably had, in my opinion, the best quarterback situation in the league for the last, call it, two and a half years. Um, it's just not sustainable uh, given the way that things are set up. Uh, it's definitely not something that we wanted to walk away from, and I felt like we rode it out as long as we could. We, over a period of time, explored every op option possible to try to sustain it. Uh, but at this point, felt like we had to had to make a decision. So I, there's a couple of interesting things that he said there, uh, the, and mainly it was just him saying that it wasn't sustainable. Uh, there's a couple of theories behind that. I think Jimmy Garoppolo for a while now has been. One, wanting to play, of course, like any player wants to play. Of but, course, because you're not getting any starts over Brady anytime soon. Yeah, and I mean, yes, I mean, Brady is four years old, but at this point it sounds like he could be playing for another four or five years, and by that time Garoppolo's going to be around 30. Right. Or is going to be 30. So he wants to get his playing time in now, and he's waited and waited. Um, I'm not I, – I agree with uh, – with Jeff, what he, what he said that he's not completely sold about it, but I mean to give Garoppolo some credit, he is two and zero in when he started non preseason in regular season games, uh, so he does have that going for him. I mean he did have a great team around him, so I don't expect him to be amazing when he first actually plays for the 49ers. But uh, I also thought it was kind of interesting that uh the Patriots signed Hoyer after the 49ers dropped him to pick up Garoppolo yeah that is pretty funny and also speaking of shelf life the Eagles making a move for Jay Ajayi because the Dolphins were concerned with his shelf life because of past history with knee injuries they're saying at 24 years old they feel like he doesn't have much in his career left so the Eagles making a statement Rick are the Eagles trying to go with the win now attitude um, well, I mean, they didn't have to give up too much to get J.J. A fourth-round pick. So, yeah, I, I it's, I mean, yeah, I, I would assume they're in a win now, but I don't think this is, like, a win-now move. It was just, wow, they're giving us J.J. for just a fourth-round pick? Yes, please. Like, that's awesome. Thank uh, you, Howie Roseman. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, Roseman. Uh, but they did say that uh, Blout is still going to be the first first running back or the first string running back and then J.H.I. is going to be second. And now they, they're saying the Eagles probably have the most physical backfield in the NFL. Uh, yes, I completely agree. I mean, J.H.I. Isn't, obviously isn't as much of a bulldozer as Blout is, but he still can run over people. So I think that's going to get very, very interesting. So J.H.I.A., -A, Jimmy Garoppolo, you are on this week's edition of Show Me What You Got. Show Us What You Got. Jimmy Garoppolo, you have a chance to be a franchise quarterback. It's something you've always wanted, so you have the opportunity. Show me what you got. 
And Jay Ajaye, welcome to the best team in football at this current moment. You have an opportunity to do something special as the Eagles continue to push towards locking up that division and hopefully making a playoff run. People are still talking about it to me, and every time they talk about the possibility of the Eagles going to a Super Bowl, I tell them to stop talking because you'll jinx it. But Jay Ajaye, show me what you got. Show us what you got, my friend. Now, Rick. It's only fitting before we go and talk in, uh, about week nine. We got to talk about the losers of the trade deadline. And oh, man. <laughs> At this, we may have to also bring up a winner. Oh, man. <laughs> so uh, I, I usually actually don't watch the six, the uh, Sports Center uh, show at six o'clock. But Michael Smith uh, said the f- pretty funny thing. He was like, this is the most Browns, Browns things that the Browns can do, that they forget to send in their uh email to say yeah we want uh aj mccarron uh so another winner this week i think is aj mccarron yeah and definitely the browns are also added on with you to the unlucky calls of the week because apparently the rumors are that they were celebrating the trade it's an unproven source but an official source had said that apparently the browns were celebrating the trade and were so busy getting mccarron that they forgot to call it in I just, I'm just imagining that they're all like celebrating in a room, just like giving each other high fives, and it's like 405 comes around. It's like, hey Jerry, you, uh, what they say when you made the call? Uh, oh, I thought, oh, I thought, I thought you made the call. Uh, Wait, no, I thought, what? I thought Janine's gonna make the call. <laughs> Wait, then I have to send them an AOL message. Yeah, right. Yeah, oh, does this get oh, there by your pigeon? You hear about that all the time with like, yeah, send a raven, please. Um, it, you hear about this all the time happening in sports sometimes, uh, with, uh, most famously the last time I could think of this is when Real Madrid was trying to get Manchester United goalie David De Gea and Real Madrid and Manchester United were not able to get the paperwork in over a time. They completed the paperwork at 12.01 past the transfer deadline and the transfer did not go through, but it's just so funny because this is just as brownsy as it gets. Yes. Oh, so. gee, good Lord, man. I that, mean that 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 city. I mean, once LeBron leaves, that city is like forever doomed. Have just, you ever Cleveland Land? Have you ever heard a song Cleveland Land before? I have not, but I just everything about Cleveland just doesn't work out. Like their only source of income is LeBron James. It sounds that's like. literally what is in the song. In the song Cleveland Land, they talk about uh, Cleveland Land. And part of the lyrics goes, our economy's based off LeBron James. Oh, really? Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's actually true, though, because when he left for Miami, all the businesses and the bars around where they play took massive, massive losses of profit. And then the one game he came back when everyone showed up to boo him, everyone made their money back. Yeah. Because everyone's like, let's go get LeBron. Yeah. So, uh, God, just oh, brownsy as ever. All right. Well, on that note. Let's get into week nine. And once again, something that Rick and I have been doing is Rick and I have been choosing a soundtrack or a song from the NFL Films music soundtrack. And what we are going to do is this week we are going to be doing Roundup by Sam Spence. Rick, last week we did it on three minutes exactly. We have two minutes this week to get through week nine. So I'm going to let you start off with the game we're actually watching right now as we record this live from our beautiful New Hope Studios on Thursday night. 
Uh, Rick, get us started with the first game of the week. We have two minutes. All right, we got the Bills and the Jets. Uh, Jets actually look kind of decent, are not the worst team in the league, but they are facing one of the best defenses, which is the Bills, so I'm picking the Bills. Yeah, no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Saints, Bucks. Man, the Bucks just look bad. The Saints continue the upside-down NFC. The Saints, I'll take there. Same. Um, uh, Falcons, Panthers. I think this will be a very, very spicy matchup. Who are you taking there? Uh, I am taking the Falcons because I think they're going to be running Devontae Freeman all over them. Yeah, definitely I could see that. Rams, Giants. I see the Rams pushing Ben McIndoo closer and closer to the unemployment line. Yes. I, that's all I have. Yes. Yeah. Ravens, Titans. Uh, I'm going to pick the Titans. Okay. Good. I will follow I, you there as well with the Titans. Just a heads up. We have a minute and 10 seconds. All right. Colts, Texans. I'm actually going to pick the Colts since they actually have their starting quarterback. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Sort of. Not really. But yeah, let's go with that. Uh, uh, anything's better than Savage. Jags, Bengals. Jags. Yeah, definitely going to take the Jags there. Go Saxonville. Eagles, Broncos, fly. Eagles, fly. Eight and one heading into the bye week. Do you agree? Yes. Cowboys, Chiefs. That's going to be a very good game, even though... Zeke is out. I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Chiefs, knock them down. Give the Eagles that division. Redskins, Seahawks. Seahawks, same thing. Knock down that NFC East, baby. I'm except for the, the Eagles. Seahawks as well. Cardinals and the 49ers. Oh, God. I think the 49ers might actually pick up a win here under Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll give it to him, even he though he's not, not starting. He may not be starting. He may get in there at some point. He'll bring so the luck of Tom Brady. I'm still taking the Cardinals. Uh, Raiders, Dolphins on Sunday night. Who are you going to take there? Uh, 20 seconds. Raiders. All right, definitely I will take the Raiders there as well. And also on Monday night, I think Detroit will get a win in Lambeau because, again, I think the Packers season is pretty much over. Uh, I, I still think the Packers still have a fighting chance. I'm going to pick the Packers. And we did it perfectly once again in two minutes. All right, man. Let's uh, woo woo. After that, let's move into some uh, some puck. Let's move into some hockey. Yeah, here. we really haven't had a chance to really talk some puck, and it's been absolutely phenomenal. So let's talk some puck. Um, our talking point this week, what Rick and I are gonna do for the NHL, is we are gonna be doing the hot starts. Do you buy it or sell it, or the cold starts? Do you think these teams are going to rebound? And while their goal song is playing, Rick, let's talk about the team that is off to their best start in franchise history, the New Jersey Devils. Are you buying or selling the Devils' hot start? Uh, at this point, I am buying because they haven't shown any signs of weakness. The only time they showed any sign of weakness was when uh, Corey Schneider went down uh, for a week. But thankfully, we had a week. We had an unofficial bye week. Uh, and he got back in. Uh, I'm buying the Devils. I'm just going to say this. I'm going to buy the Devils, too. I love it every second of it. Trust the process there. Thank you, Shiro. But here is that Devils weakness. The ESPN, when they put out their power rankings this week, they've had the Devils at four, but they mention every team's weakness. In 85% of the Devils games, they have been outshot. They have been outshot, and I think also they've had uh, face-off trouble where almost every single game the other team has won more face-offs. But we did get Boyle back uh, last night, and that helped. Uh, Great Zajac, to see him back. He won the jacket. Yeah, and uh, Zajac is coming back soon. He'll be on the first line getting a lot of face-offs and winning those two. For those of you that don't know, the Devils are doing something this year that's called the jacket where the MVP of the game gets a jacket and takes a picture of it. It's basically like, you know, you're the hero of the night. Yeah, like some teams do like the fire hat. Other teams do... Uh, 
like a crown or something like the Mets do a crown. I love the Miami defense does that giant uh, U chain. Oh well, well that's the turnover chain. Whenever yeah. They, whenever they get a turnover, they wear that. My high school football team has a wrestling belt, has a wrestling championship belt that they do. That's for perfect. a turnover that belt. Makes sense. Yeah, it's actually awesome. Um, L uh, L A Kings. Uh, I'm buying. I um, definitely buy. I, it. I think Kopitar has been great as the captain. I'm definitely buying that. How about the Vegas Golden Knights? I'm definitely buying their Twitter. Uh, I'm buying their Twitter, but I'm selling. I I just one. I it's amazing. I think it's actually quite amazing that they're on like their fourth or fifth. Uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Goaltender right now because all of them are getting injured, which sucks. But I mean, they still have been playing great. They almost beat the uh, Rangers, but the Rangers had a four goal comeback in the. Uh, in the game the other night. So. It's hard in this expansion team, and as much as you hate to say it, I do think they were riding that. Um, they were riding everything that happened in Vegas with the tragedy, with the Vegas shooting. Yes, yes, you could say that. Um, I don't think that's necessarily true. They they are better than I thought they were. Um, so I'll give them that, but I don't. I don't think they're gonna. It's not substantial. It's not gonna. It's not gonna last. So I'm selling it. St. Louis Blues selling selling. I just, I just I don't trust the Blues ever. Yeah, like we had mentioned, they were in our haunted fan bases last week, so I can definitely see that. Uh, what about the Tampa Bay Lightning? I think I will buy that one. I am buying that. I mean, Tampa Bay, for the past few years, have been a good, solid team. Uh, last year, they kind of slipped up, but, I mean, and the year before that, they are in the Stanley Cup Finals. So I am buying Tampa Bay. So there's our hot starts. We buy the Devils, buy the Kings, sell the Golden Knights, sell the Blues, and buy the Lightning. Now let's get into our cold starts. Instead of buying or selling, we're going to talk about if they rebound. First off, we said the Devils were buying the hot start. What do you think of the Rangers' cold start? Uh, Last place. I I think the Rangers will bounce back on this. Uh, I mean, one, they showed great resilience the other night, like I said, against the Vegas Golden Knights going into the third period. They were down four to two. They came back and won it six to four. Yeah, and you can definitely. I think you could see the signs once again. Our good friend Jeff, who writes for Giants Insider, actually also writes for the Rangers fan page. So you can follow him at Jeff Mags fifty four ninety. He does a lot of great coverage on the Rangers on the outside of the Giants. Yes. So definitely go check him out. He was saying he thinks the Rangers are definitely back. Uh, what about the Nashville Predators? Uh, I I I think. This is this is right. Um, I don't think, I mean, going into the Stanley Cup playoffs, they're the eighth seed in the West, so they didn't start off good. They just got hot in the playoffs. And most of the time, that's just what you need. Yeah. So I'm I'm not I'm not buying it. And so you're, you're thinking? Do not. They're I, I, like I mean they may rebound, but like I don't think they may get into eighth again, but it won't be a good it won't be good for them. Yeah, they'll stay cold. What about the Minnesota Wild? They're they're cold as well. They're injury prone. Mm-hmm. It just seems like every, I feel like they always have been. I I mean for the past yeah a couple of years yeah they're definitely injury prone. And then lastly, my Stanley Cup pick, the Edmonton Oilers. I, I would think they should rebound. It's it's actually really surprising that they're that that low and their differential. They like I think the differential and scoring they're in the minus, which is kind of surprising for me. Hundred percent. Um. So Rick, any main hockey highlights that you're watching right now, other than the hot and cold teams at the moment? Anything specifically you're looking at? Uh, I I'm actually been following the Islanders. The Islanders look really good. Uh, the Islanders always like. I mean, I think they'll sneak in like get like a wild card spot. 
but I think watch out. They're going to be good. Um, another team that I'm watching always is the Washington Capitals. Uh, I mean, they're outside of the wild card race. Or, I mean, they're in the wild card race right now. They're outside of it. Things are just still good. way too early to call. Yeah. Uh, and because I hate to say it, even though we're both buying the Devils' hot streak, the Devils started out on fire last year, and look at where they ended up. But I, yeah, I mean, they started out fire for the first eight games, but I mean, we're past that now, which is good. Uh, Let's go Devils. And I mean, the one other thing that's kind of—I I wouldn't get necessarily say shocking, but I mean, Arizona, like they—they they just can't win. Their only win is against the Flyers, and. That was an overtime <laughs> win. So like, <laughs> fuck the Flyers. So like, they're one one eleven and one. So that's not good. They have the worst not goal, very good, worst goal differential in the league right now. Uh, and especially for all the talk that they're eventually going to be moving out of there. Yeah, I mean they're probably going. I think weren't they the team that were? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, they're they're originally Winnipeg. Correct. Yeah, I was I was thinking of the Nordiques, but no, the Nordiques were the Colorado Avalanche now. Uh, yeah, I can mean I could see them being moved back to Quebec or to Seattle or wherever else they're gonna build. Because I think also there's talks about Houston now being getting a new team, but yeah, I think they're leaving the Phoenix area very soon. Where do you think they go? Do we have a return of the Hartford Whalers? Fuck no. There's no. There's nothing there. You don't uh. do that. The Rangers are Rangers Islanders and. I wouldn't, not, I wouldn't put the Devils in there. Rangers and Islanders are just too big in that area, so they're not going to last. And also, the third team that would be in that area would be the Bruins. So between those three teams, there's no market for the Whalers. Right, yeah, So unfortunately. They, so that's never going to happen again. Uh, Quebec, they have an arena. They just need, a, they just need an owner. Uh, Seattle is building an arena to, build, to bring back a – basketball team oh, i can't wait till the supersonics come back and they're with that they have the ability to have a hockey team when i so. was in seattle they are still so hype over the supersonics there's sonic stuff everywhere i picked up like a retro supersonic shirt and they're actually making a legitimate effort to try to bring them back yeah and i think they deserve it you look at seahawks fans you look at seattle sounders fans they have a great passionate fan base out there very very proud of their city and it almost made no sense why they left yeah, that was that was like one that just didn't make sense, but uh, yeah, I mean I I mean wherever Arizona ends up, which they're probably gonna be moving the next ten years, I'll give it ten years they're gonna be moving. Okay. Uh, because I mean there's already arenas built, uh, and they're looking to either one move that team, but also ex- add another expansion team because I forget which Western Division uh has one less team than it's the Pacific. Is it the Pacific? Actually, it's let no. me double check. No, it's no, the Western. The, it's Western. Yeah, because the Vegas, Vegas just got yeah, added. Yeah, yeah, Vegas went to the Pacific, so it's the Western. So, yeah, the Western still needs one more team. So, there's going to be one more expansion team, and Arizona's going to be moving somewhere. So, I don't think – right now, my prediction would be Arizona would probably be going to Quebec because they, they – I think they really want a team. They want sports back there. Uh, Another team for Canada. Yes. Eh? Uh, and then the expansion team's got to go to Seattle. I would love to see so that. So that, that, those are my two my two hot takes right there, if you want to call them hot takes. But yeah. So spicy. And again, not really. <laughs> uh, I just like calling it spicy. And again, uh, you can interact with us and talk about Rick's hot takes at the Wide Open Sportscast Twitter at Wide Open underscore sports. Tell us what you think. Tell us if you think we're crazy and if you think that the next hockey team is going to go to London just like the next football team, apparently. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so 
let's get into some NBA. And there were some people talking about the fact that maybe the NBA is actually, whether or not we think about it, is going back to another golden age. I mean, na- names are bigger than ever in the NBA. I like I'm I'm hearing so many different more names now and different in- different interests in the NBA. I think it's actually at a really good point. The NBA the NBA is a, such a different division than like or such such a different league than like the NHL and the and the uh, and the NFL. And I think it's the NBA is just so much more wide open this year than when everyone's thinking. Well, I was thinking I'm not even watching the NBA this year, but here I am. I'm watching the Brooklyn Nets every night. There, it's like all about personal brands, and personal brands are so big right now in the M- NBA. I mean, more so. I mean, that is true for other sports, but more so in the NBA, and that just brings more attention to it, which is good for them. Are you ready for a hot take right here? Well, let's do it. We're gonna get into it in a second. The New Jersey Nets enjoyed being over 500. For, not New Jersey. I still call them the New Jersey Nets. The Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Who enjoyed being over 500 for the first time in franchise history since 2014 are in 12th place in the East. The Cleveland Cavaliers are in 13th. Yeah. Holy God. Uh, th- so here's a stat for you. Yeah. LeBron is now, for the first time in his career, lost three straight games by more than 15 points. And this horrible losing streak they're going through right now was the second easiest streak of games in the NBA this season. Only behind, I think, the Magic or the Sixers had one e- one easier like stretch of games. It was like they managed like the strength of schedule over five, six games, something like that. And yeah, it was pretty pretty bad. <laughs> the Cavs. Is it time to hit the panic button in Believe Land? Uh not yet. Uh, I mean, every every big team every once in a while have a slow start. Uh, I mean, a slow start would for in the NHL would be like the Rangers. Like I think they're off to a slow start, but they're gonna bounce back on that. Yes. I definitely think that they're gonna bounce back. The uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, and for me, another surprising slow start. Other than the Warriors, we'll get into it. In a second, uh, where are the Warriors? The Warriors are in six. They're five and three. Yeah, they're five and three. They're, they're fine. Yeah. Um, I thought the Thunder were going to get off to a better start. Four and three with Melo, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook. But I think it's, once again, I think Melo is the most overrated superstar in the NBA. He's probably taking all the shots. <laughs> uh, See, it doesn't really surprise me considering like how packed the Western Conference is. I mean, like, L.A., the, the L.A. Clippers are first, Houston is second, and Golden State's third right now. I mean, this is a very small sample size because the most the teams have played is nine, which is uh, Houston's six and three. But I like I think they're going to be up there, at least in the top five, top six. But look at those young Timberwolves up in third place right now. I can definitely see them making some noise. No, they're in fifth place. Well, I, yeah, I guess tied for third. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're fine. Yeah, the, I think you and I are looking at different standings right now. Yeah. The, the yours has them in fifth. Mine has them in third. Uh, but tied with the Wait Jazz and the Grizzlies, as well as the Warriors, are all sitting at five and three. And, man, when you're looking at, at Eastern Conference right now, even though they're in eighth place, how good is the Greek freak? So good. It's it's unbelievable. It's fun watching his highlights. And you think he's the next LeBron? When LeBron's career starts dwindling, uh, do you think he's the next big superstar? I I'm, I don't think I'm gonna put him at the at the level of LeBron. No, I, w- he, I got, definitely he's gonna be he's gonna be up, up there. He's I wouldn't up, either, but I'm talking like the next face of the NBA. Uh, next face, yeah, 
I mean, I think right now the face overall would actually probably be Russell Westbrook. I think mm-hmm. he's more, mostly the face of the NBA right now, even, maybe even more than LeBron. That That's a little bit of reach, I know. But when you think of the NBA, I think of – generally I think of three players. I think of LeBron, I think of Westbrook, and I think of uh, Durant. And the Celtics recovering from their poor start after Gordon Hayward's injury, winning six straight there, top of the East, alongside the Magic. Kyrie Dude, Irving looks so good. Set the record for the most points in his first eight games in the Celtics jersey. Have he you, beat KG. Have you been following what he's been saying about the flat earther thing? Yeah, we're getting into that in our <laughs> final drive. Don't worry. Okay. That, that, that that's in the final drive. Um, So, that's a little bit of our talk for the NBA. Now, let's get into, I haven't done it in a while, so we're going to talk about some soccer highlights. Specifically, where we get into first is some of our Champions League highlights. Um, Match day four in the Champions League for you soccer hooligans. Uh, Manchester City secured a knockout round in the Champions League, moving into the last 16 with a 4-2 win over Napoli. Sergio Aguero is now the leading goal scorer in Manchester City history. I believe 173 goals, so good on him. Nice. Paris Saint-Germain and Neymar, as well as Bayern Munich, are also through to the next round, that round of 16 where it's going to kind of be like the World Cup, but the difference is instead of one game and you're knocked out, they do an aggregate. So they play two games, and then whoever has the best goal differential after that advances. Liverpool, Manchester United continue the run to the top of their group. Manchester United winning 2-1 and Liverpool winning 3-0. Chelsea, stunned by Roma, they fall a second in their group. But the real story of this week, Rick, belongs to the one and only Tottenham fucking Hotspur. Tottenham Hotspur defeats Real Madrid 3-1 in Wembley, where they said no one can win. Especially Spurs, Wembley's cursed. They set up, in my opinion, not only one of the best nights in Tottenham Hotspur history, one of the best, greatest nights in English football. A mostly English team led by Harry Kane defeats the former Champions League champions, Real Madrid, the number one club team in the world, 3-1. to one. Tottenham marches on to the round of 16 as well, while Arsenal are over there just laying waste in the Europa League where everyone said we were destined to go because Tottenham was in the group of death. Real Madrid, Borussia Dortmund, and them. But with one more win, they can secure the group. So while we are doing that, Arsenal is buying Alexis Sanchez's dog's toys. North London is ours, my friend. Um, And then also, taking a look real quick before we get into our questionable call of the week, the MLS playoffs. Oh, dude, did New York City look bad or what? Oh, my God. They are fucked. Um, The second leg's actually kicking off tonight with Vancouver and Seattle. Seattle is playing their game tonight. The games were originally supposed to be on Sunday, but the Sounders are playing the Whitecaps tonight because of the Seahawks game on Sunday. The second leg's kicking off again. You advance to the next round, so your conference finals, by having the better goal differential after two games. So basically, who scores the most goals? The tiebreaker being, say, the second game ends and both teams have scored an equal amount of goals. The tiebreaker is the amount of away goals that you score. And if everything's all tied up, they go to extra time and penalty kicks. And the Western Conference is all squared up. Vancouver and Seattle were both 0-0 as well as Houston and Portland were both 0-0. Zero and zero. 
So the second legs will be going to Seattle and Portland. And, man, I just want Seattle and Portland to win so that way we could see Portland Tim, uh, Portland Timbers, Seattle Sounders, Western Conference Final. It w- that would be insane. That would be fun. Yeah, that would definitely be great. And then on the eastern side of things, the New York Red Bulls are down Toronto 2-1. to one. They tried making a little bit of a comeback. It was 1-1 until Sebastian Giovinco strikes again and breaks Red Bulls' hearts. But once again, who cares about that small little dumb club? And New York City got rocked by Columbus 4-1. to one. I, I, I want to comment on something. I don't get how like the MLS thinks it's a good idea to have a playoff game during the World Series at the exact same time. Yeah. Exactly. Because the same MLS time. is dumb. The MLS is stupid. I mean, like, it, like have, do it at, like, 4 o'clock. I mean, ha, even it would probably be better to have both games on, one on ESPN, one on ESPN2, than to do it at one, the World Series at on Fox and the MLS Cup playoffs on ESPN. And no, no one's going to watch that. No other league in the world has playoffs. You finish with the best record in yes. the league, you win the league. Well, it's the American way. That's it, the American way. Um, but I think New York City's in a lot of trouble. Alexander Collins, who's been their starting center back, is out. It was the biggest BS I've ever seen, man. So I'm watching the game, and they start the second half, and they announce, so we have a substitute ref. The ref, the head ref for the Columbus-New York City game got sick. And they had to sub him out, and the fourth ref, who's basically just running the clock, who shows the clock, uh-huh. had to become the head ref. I mean, that's that's not like a big. I, I feel like that's not a big thing because that happens in almost every sport. Every but then three that, like, minutes later, Alex Kyan's kind of elbows a guy, and after the guy laying on the ground uh, for four minutes, he decides, oh, video review, and gives Kyan's a red card and doomed New York City. So they're without their starting center back. Who started See, I didn't watch it because I was watching at, the fucking World Series. Exactly. Um, New York City's without their main center back for the next round, and they need to either, to advance to the next round, they either need to win 3 nothing. If they win 3 nothing, they advance. If Columbus scores, they're in a lot of trouble. Then they would have to win by four to advance to the next round and probably see Toronto's. I can't see New Jersey Red Bull beating Toronto. So... That's my soccer rant for the week. Why don't we get into our questionable call, Rick? Rick, you had this question, and I thought it was a great question, so I'm going to let you ask it. So, yeah, so my, my question is because I actually uh, got an idea from this while I listened to the radio today. Um, while I was listening to Stephen A. Smith, he said that the, Do- the 2017 Dodgers season, complete waste. It was the best regular season uh, that the Dodgers have ever had. But... I want I want to ask this: Who had uh, whose ending to their seasons was more disappointing, the 2007 Dodgers or the 2016 Golden State Warriors? Both of them had the best records. Uh, Dodgers had the best ever record for their own franchise, whereas Golden State Warriors had the best ever record in the NBA, and both of them lost the, the championship. Ooh. They didn't win. So, which one would you say had a more disappointing? Uh, disappointing ending to their seasons. I am definitely going to go with the 2016 Golden State Warriors. Why? For, for this reason. Dodgers were down 3-2. Oh, I mean, were um the Dodgers, were they, it was 3-2 they were down, correct? Correct what? me if I'm wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. Going back to LA, what was the series? 
Going back to L.A., uh, they're – oh, yeah, they're yeah, down 3-2. Yeah, they were 3 down. Two. It was 3-2 yeah, Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Warriors blew a 3-1 lead. Yes. The Warriors blew a 3-1 lead. And not only that, yes, the Dodgers had the greatest regular season in Dodgers franchise history. The Warriors had the greatest regular season in NBA history. They beat the long fable, will anyone ever beat the 72-10 and 10 Chicago Bulls? They did it, 73-9. and nine. So I would definitely say they have the more disappointing, disappointing end because they had not a the best season in franchise history. They had the best season in NBA history. Had a 3-1 lead, only had to win one more game and completely blew it. Who would you say? Uh, I would actually completely agree with you. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to repeat your reasons because I think your reasons were my reasons on that because they had the best, best season overall in the NBA. Uh, they had the best team by far. Over even over the Cavaliers, I think by far, and they blew a three-one lead, and so, thus beating the starting the three-one lead joke. And then the Cavs blew a three-one lead. I remember I was watching a Liverpool game one day. They were playing like Bournemouth, and they were up three to one, and they lost four to three. And I was texting my brother, I was like, "Yeah, you Liverpool blew a three-one lead." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely got to go with the Warriors on that one because again, you had one of you had not one of the best season in NBA history and you only had to win one more game to finish it off and you had a couple opportunities at home to do it too and you couldn't do it. Remember what was it? I think the Dodgers were in the playoffs or something was going on and Draymond was or something was going on. And Draymond was like, he was suspended, so he was like waiting in the parking lot or something like that Mm -hmm. to go over and celebrate if they won after his suspension. So, yeah, that's a good question. I like that a lot. I actually didn't have a question this week, so that was very, very good. All right, man. I'll take it. Uh, Should we take a look at our final drive? Let's get into the final drive. The final drive for us is uh, every story that was kind of big, but eh, we we decided to cover in this. I'm going to start off with... uh, uh, DiGiorno's subtweets Papa John's after claims that Papa John's is losing money because of the NFL. Uh, they do a lot of advertising in the NFL. Uh, NFL is not getting as much traction as it used to, so the amount of money that they're putting in is not the amount of money that they're getting out of it. Yeah, 100%, and also along with the fact that the pizza wars have began, and apparently I was reading something on Deadspin today that the pizza wars were inevitable because Papa John's made the big deal, and DiGiorno doing It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. So they tweeted out something that says our sales with the chart going up and their sales with the chart going down. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, Speaking of the greatest team the world has ever seen, Tottenham Hotspur bans two fans for life from matches after they threw cups of piss at West Ham fans. <laughs> they literally just peed in a cup when Tottenham lost to West Ham 3-2 in the League Cup and threw it towards West Ham fans. See. And were caught on camera, so they received a lifetime ban from all Tottenham Hotspur matches. But then during that, Mark Noble also threw his jersey to a bunch of little kids and the uncivilized West Ham fans that they are. And elderly man not like an elderly man but like a guy who's probably like in his 40s or 50s jumps in front of this whole row of little kids to grab the jersey away from them and like <laughs> falls in the process almost like falls onto the field doing it jesus christ uh, what you got next i got the college football's next uh ap top 25 they have alabama one georgia at number two they have ohio state at number three and wisconsin at number four Correct. Uh, Ohio State is the only one that is 
has a loss in that top four. And uh, when they release the actual playoff rankings that are also out for the first time, they actually put Georgia at number one over Alabama. They I, put Georgia at number one, Alabama at number two, Notre Dame at number three, Clemson fourth, and then Oklahoma was five, and Ohio State was sixth. Unfortunately, I would have liked to see him do it, but Penn State's run is over because they need Ohio State to lose twice. Uh, that they do. And, and just to get into the title game, and I hate to say it, but I don't see Michigan being Ohio State again this year. And I can't see Michigan State doing it either. Yeah, that's unfortunate. What would you got for us next? Duke tops the NCAA basketball poll and ties the record for, I believe, is the ninth time that they start the season at the top of the poll. They share it. That record now with North Carolina. Very, very fitting, right? Yes. Um, Michigan State's number two. Arizona's third. Kansas fourth. Kentucky is fifth. Team I'll be watching very closely this year other than our beloved Ryder Bronx. Wichita State in seventh. Hmm. Very nice. Shockers, baby. Um, what's next? I think this is a good one for you. Yeah, the uh, a little update on the NASCAR playoffs. So they're in the round of eight, which means eight Eight drivers are left in the before the the final elimination. Uh, so the top eight right now are Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, Brad Keselowski, Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson, Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, and Chase Elliott. Uh, in the first race of this round, Kyle Busch came out with the win after Denny Hamlin started causing a bunch of wrecks, unfortunately, and took out your boy Chase Elliott. I saw that. I saw they had the huge uh, disagreement afterwards. Yeah, yeah they, they kind of crashed into each other and got out of their cars and started speaking to each other, but uh, which was unfortunate for both of them because both of them need a win to get in. So as of right now, the one person that is locked in is Kyle Busch. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. is pretty much locked in. I don't think he's going to lose anymore and uh, the next race is texas correct me if i'm wrong yes the next race is texas which is actually a pretty good race for kevin harvick and jimmy johnson those two are on the break of getting in so i think those two are going to show up pretty good at texas very nice thank you for the update which got next um there we were we were talking about it earlier in the show Kyrie irving returns with his earth is flat thesis Stating that there isn't one real picture of Earth from space. It's all a lie. They're all photoshopped. Uh, I mean, technically, I can't prove them wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, I, no one I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm a flat earther, but technically, I cannot prove him wrong. Yeah. I mean, have we been in space to take a picture? Nope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kyrie, man. Between that, that telling the Sixers fan at SMD, stick to the court, Kyrie. He's doing uh, good there, though. Yeah. What you got next? Uh, Conor McGregor says he'll win the rematch if Floyd, if the rematch between Floyd and him, if it happens, is it gonna happen? Uh, I'm about ninety-seven percent positive that will never happen, but it, I'd I'd watch another fight between the two of them. Yeah, especially after he held up his own much better than anyone thought. Yes. So I would definitely give him that. And then lastly, I thought this one was pretty funny. I saw this earlier. Patrice Evra, who used to be a legendary player for Manchester United, now with Marseille, was sent off from his Europa League match before the game had even started because some type of altercation happened between the Marseille team and fans. And on video, Patrice Evra karate kicked a fan. <laughs> Literally reached over and a fan was saying something to him and he gave him like a full out karate kid kick and like kicked the guy right in the chest. Who's the guy that headbutted the other player in the in the one World Cup? Oh, Zidane. Yeah. I, I think that's still my one of my favorite soccer moments just because of how 
how that was like the last thing he ever did in his career, pretty much. But I and mean, his this coaching is, career is in a lot of trouble right now because of true. Real Madrid is slipping and slipping. Not only did they lose the, the Spurs in Champions League, they also are starting to slip in the season a La Liga too. They are seven points behind Barcelona, and that's usually a gap you don't catch up on. And at Real Madrid, if you don't win a trophy, you are not asked to come back. <sighs> yep, true. All right, man. So that'll be interesting. But, yeah, this karate kicked the fan. Nice. So that's the strategy. end of the Wide Open Sportscast for this week. If you guys liked it, please like, comment, and subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can also contact us uh, one at, at Twitter – for at wide open underscore sports is our Twitter handle. You can also, if you want to, we'll go with the snail kind of snail mail email at fedsandrick.com uh, at com. We'll gladly send you a link to our show on SoundCloud. Exactly. <laughs> and we're on iTunes too, so make sure that you guys check that out too. Yeah. So good show this week, Feds. Yeah. Great as always. 13 down and many more to go. All right. As always, have a great morning, day, or night. Bye, everyone. Stay classy. Read the beat on the beat. That's all, folks.